welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 41, for Hale's a Jolly Good Fellow. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. Before we start, I just wanted to put a big spoiler warning out there for people. If you have not seen episode 411, End of a Line, there are big, 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 big spoilers for you in this episode. So if you have not watched that episode, you'll want to turn this off and come back to it after you have seen it. So just as a warning, big spoilers ahead if you have not seen episode 411, End of a Line. Turn back now. So for those of us who have seen end of a line. We are we are here today gathered to remember Hale, who was struck down so tragically before his time. And the drink special for this week is a, a classy drink for a classy fellow. It's called a fare thee well, because we are here to say both goodbye to Hale and to Casey Collins and to wish him well in his future endeavors. And the fare thee well is a variation on a martini. It has gin, dry vermouth, sweet vermouth, and a dash of Cointreau. And I will put, as always, a recipe for that in the show notes for this episode over at drinksatthedoll.com slash 41. To begin, I wanted to read, it actually, she wrote a eulogy. My my friend Melanie, who blogs about Lost Girl over at malsbells.wordpress.com, she wrote a eulogy for Hale, which I think is very lovely, so I thought I would start with this. Hale was never perfect, but eulogies aren't the places to point out flaws. They are the places to point out what's good about a character, and for that, there is not enough space. Of everyone, Hale had the least reason to fight the status quo. As a fae, he was taught his superiority from birth. As a member of a royal clan, he was privileged above even most fae, but he rejected his family's stance on power and the binary divide, as well as their anti-humanness, choosing to work a job, work with humans, and work with dark fae. After he earned a position as Ash, Hale could have seen himself as above the law, but he stepped back after realizing how his position was adversely affecting him and those around him. Hale was willing to give up his status, his privilege, and even his life for his friends. He died after years having fought for the human he loved, for his own conscience, and for what he believed was the greater good. May we all strive to do the same. And I thought that was a lovely summation of what I think a lot of us appreciated about Hale. In the comments that we got from people, things that they loved about Hale, this sort of his warmth that he had for for humans and for, for his friends and for everybody was really echoed throughout them. And a comment that we got from from Maverick, who is Maverick underscore Tom 07 on Twitter, Maverick said, Hale was a gentleman. Despite being from a high clan of Fae, he has been warm to humans and his love for Kenzie since season one has been lovely to watch. Loved his partnership with Dyson and Trick. Casey was brilliant. So sad to see him go. Also, Dawson says, raising a glass tonight with the folks over at Drinks the Doll, only the good bourbon for Hale. Oh, I am lacking in liquor. So I'm I'm I've got a bo- I've opened a bottle of wine. So cheers to those who are drinking to Hale. Hi there, this is Heidi calling from Chicago, um, calling about our dearly beloved Hale. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to get over this, considering I'm still mourning the death of Tara McClay on Buffy. Anyway, um, one of my favorite Hale moments was when he sirened away Kenzie's hangover, and she said, will you marry me? And Hale's response was, nah, you drink too much. So I thought that that delivery was perfect and very, very funny. So I love you, Casey Collins. And I'm going to go cry again. Bye. 
And I must say something that I, I actually really liked about Hale, it's kind of a, a one of his really early character moments, is I liked that he loved tea. Like in the first episode, we see mm-hmm. him in the doll with Trick and he's drinking a cup of tea and saying how much he appreciates Trick's tea. And I, I, I don't know, I just always really liked that as a character moment for him. Mm-hmm. Especially since it was his first appearance in the doll. And yeah, because I think every time we've seen Dyson in there, Dyson's always got like a beer or something at least. But mm-hmm. yeah. And it also reminds me of the the scene in It's Better to Burn Out Than Fay Away, where Kenzie has gotten really drunk the night before and she has a bad hangover and Hale uses his siren whistle to take care of her headache for her. And that's where she says, will you marry me? And he says, no, no you, you drink, drink too much. much. Yeah. yeah. I really like that moment. And he's, I think he's drinking tea in that moment as well. Maybe it's coffee. But that is actually something I always loved about Hale is that he, he appreciated non-alcoholic beverages. He seemed to be the person who drank the <laughs> least amongst that group. <laughs> and that's saying a, a lot. That's like a characteristic in Lost Girl since everybody drinks like fishes on that, ups- on that show. <clears throat> Maybe Hale was the designated driver. Oh, Probably. that would make sense. Because he was the responsible one. He was the responsible one. Another yeah. thing I loved about Hale, and I always really liked Hale sort of in comparison to Dyson. And while I would say Dyson is more or less dependable, I felt like Hale, though, was really the responsible one. Like, twice, sort of, Dyson ran off and went to go find his wolf or whatever. And Hale was the one who, you know, he he held down the forts and he got Dyson his his job back and Hale was like the responsible one and I always really appreciated that about Hale. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then another comment that we got from from Megan, I'm going to mispronounce your last name. I'm sorry, Megan Chiavarella. She says, "I loved Hale and I can't believe he's gone. He and Kenzie had some very funny and touching moments together. His friendship with Dyson I also love, but I'm probably going to miss his clothing style, mostly <laughs> because he always looked good." Even when he was an ashole, he still looked good in the suits. Anyway, it was good to have KC on the show. He will be missed. And I actually, I was going to wear this, but then I realized I can't fit my headphones over it. (laughs) But I have a fedora that I'm breaking out momentarily in remembrance of Hale. Oh, 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 I I know what I can do. Hang on, y'all. I'm a genius. I have earbuds. So now I have my I have my fedora for Hale. So did y'all have a favorite Hale hat? I don't know. Is all of them an acceptable answer? I know, right? He had really good hats. MP Leaf says, I loved the way Hale called Kenzie Lil Mama. Uh, I swear I could feel how much he cared for her. He was sweetness. Yes, um, indeed. Hale was always a really gentle character. Which I really liked about him. Again, I in, in kind of contrast to Dyson, I like that Hale was a lot more sort of measured in his approach to things. And he took less of a, an aggressive stance when, when it came to approaching a problem generally. Um, and he was just a very, very gentle guy. One of my favorite. I'm going to we're going to say a lot of Kinsey Hale moments because that was probably. One of his, you know, probably his most significant relationship on the show. And I know a relationship that a lot of people love. But I love in, in Can't See the Fairest after Kinsey has been kind of taken in for questioning after, you know, she ended up underneath a dead guy. And 
you know, the cop comes in and is questioning her and then Hale comes in and, you know, shoes the other guy away. And he just like hugs Kenzie, who's very upset and just like comforts her. And he was just like this really sweet, gentle man. And I really loved that about him. Which, of course, also makes for a good pairing with Dyson, as you say, because mm-hmm. I don't think you'd want two of those guys, you know, two. You don't, you don't want two alphas being partners. Mahler's fifth uh, wrote a very lovely note about Hale, which sort of touched on a couple of the things I just mentioned. She said, well, I didn't love Hale in the same way I love Bo and Lauren. I certainly had a great affection for him and was shocked and saddened by his death. He was such a sweet, kind, mellow guy whose siren power, gentle, musical, rarely used with lethal intent, seemed to match his temperament perfectly. With so many male characters vying to be alphas, Hale was content to be a wingman, and he balanced out Dyson's nature beautifully. You could tell that he accepted the mantle of Ash very reluctantly, and it never sat comfortably on his shoulders. The peremptory, imperious tone he used when he told Lauren she couldn't take a weekend leave was jarring precisely because it was so unlike him. Wielding power, coercion, dominating others, that just wasn't Hale. But first and foremost, I loved Hale because he loved Kenzie. More than any other character except Bo, perhaps, he understood her her unique qualities and strengths. He also understood her vulnerabilities, but rather than crashing through glass doors in his haste to be her knight, he was quietly supportive, nurturing and protective without diminishing Kenzie as a person or challenging her autonomy. I have to just sit and sigh as you read all these beautiful tributes because I, I, I'm getting kind of emotional and they phrase, people phrase it so much better um, than I could. And I was uh, rewatching a couple of Hale episodes uh, the week after um, uh, the week after four eleven aired because I had to watch something happier. And um, there was this little moment at the end of um, uh, let's see, at the end of season one, um, where Dyson says he's going to go off and go be a wolf and be in the forest and everything, and him and Bo are kissing and. <laughs> Kenzie and Hale get, they both simultaneously make this gag gesture. And then they both get together like, God, I can't tell if they're on or off anymore. You know, one, you know, this, you know, two weeks says they're off or that. And they both make this bet. And he says, okay, you're on little mama or something like that. So that was like the fun side of Hale that I really like seeing. And then, um, of course, the whole Kenzie and Hale B story in um, Death Didn't Become Him. Uh, especially at the end when Kenzie goes, thank you, Hale, for not selling me. And she hits him and he just goes, ow. And uh, he has that beautiful, beautiful smile, which to me is really KC. That's so KC there. So I, I will miss moments like those. Yeah, I really liked the B story that he and Kenzie had in, in Death. Death did not become him. Again, I think we see, you know, Hale's responsible side coming out where he's just trying to follow the rules and do it he's, as he's told and and keep this young woman out of trouble and Kenzie kind of pushing him a bit to, to let loose and maybe have a little bit of fun. But ultimately that maybe not going so well for them. <laughs> but and of course, we have to go ahead and say it because it's in this episode. That was the first episode with the shot of Casey Collins' abs, and <laughs> we know there are many, many fans out there who are very, very appreciative of that shot. But I got to say, I, the thing that I love about that the ab shot moment is that, you know, Kenzie's staring at him, just sort of transfixed. It's like, wow, I didn't know you had that body under those clothes. And his reaction to her is just, can I help you? Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. quite understand why she's so kind of transfixed by him 
which I, I liked that moment that he didn't think that, you know, you know, oh, oh yeah, baby, here's my, here's my abs. Aren't you following for me? <laughs> yeah, he, he's very humble. He doesn't think, he's more like, get this puke off me. I'm not, it's not about showing you my body and how attractive I am. So Emily Andrus says, sending y'all fedoras. Also, Casey Collins always gently reminded us on set that Hale should have a cup of tea. Hashtag <laughs> class act, frowny face. Oh, that makes me so happy. Aww. See, Hale was a tea drinker, and that makes me love him. Actually, Danielle Zen, who is at Love and Smiles for You on Twitter, she tweeted that I love how Hale, how genuine Hale is and has a swagger that is pure. He almost doesn't seem to realize how magnetic he is. And I think a lot of that is Casey Collins, honestly. Mm-hmm. Chris and I got to chat with Casey at Dragon Con, and he's just like the sweetest guy. And he really did seem kind of embarrassed by the attention that his his abs got him. You know, he. I think a lot of that comes from who Casey is as a person. So you guys interacted with him a little bit more at Dragon Con. I saw him for a little bit at um, Fan Expo, but I just remember because I, I went through and I had a picture of Hale. Uh, I don't know if it's from season two, but it was just a close-up of his face. And Paul is sitting next to him and he goes, look at those big, luscious lips. <laughs> Casey starts laughing. It's like, but it's kind of embarrassed because it's kind of like, again, doesn't realize how attractive he is. He seems to have a very easy blush reflex. It seems like the other cast members are often trying to make him blush on panels. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, poor Casey. He did. He did actually apologize. I think I said this half a dozen times. I'm sure, but yeah, Paul and Chris were getting so rowdy at one of the panels that Casey was like apologizing for their behavior. <laughs> At which point, he totally won me over. (laughs) (laughs) So Angela, who is Imagine underscore Angela on Twitter, said, I loved his smile and charisma and and his true ability to be a great friend. And then Sean Verma on Twitter says, Things he loved about Hale were his love for Kenzie, his dedication to his friends, most happy with Hale's development over the season, stunned that he's gone. And I feel like Hale really had... You know, he that was sort of his role. We we sort of have talked about it, that him being sort of the wingman, the sidekick. He was okay with that, I feel like. He mm-hmm. was not particularly comfortable being the Ash, it seemed like. He was more, he's, he seems to be a bit more comfortable being sort of the supportive role rather than needing to be the one who leads the charge. Yeah, he's kind of low-key, I guess would be the, the phrase I'm looking for. Indeed. But at the same time, you know, I just... He's the guy that well he won't let his friends down, you know. When everybody came together in season two at the with the Garuda and the Bo's the best line, which is everybody's, the best. everybody's favorite. <laughs> oh, I guess it's working, and uh, <laughs> you know, which is again why the title of the Ash didn't suit him so well because in that conversation with Trick and Hale, where he says in season two him in season three, you have to do whatever's necessary even if it's more than you can bear to shut your friends out, to be in this position, to make a difference. It wasn't something you wanted to hear. So he'd rather be fighting with them side by side instead of being above them in this position. So I could, I understand more now that I look back at season three, why he gave up that position of the Ash. Yes. Angela on Twitter also mentioned the Bo's the best moment. I, I pretty yes. much love Hale whenever he does like touchdown arms. I, I just, <laughs> I love that. 
Hale does genuine touchdown arms. He did it also in Can't See the Ferris when he was trying to talk, when they were trying to talk Bo and Kenzie into, you know, going undercover. One word, hot tubs. <laughs> touchdown arms. I love the touchdown arms. Yeah. <laughs> this is Jacqueline. Um, my Twitter name is at Nazoni. Um, N-A-J-O-N-I. Um, what I loved about Hill is that he was loyal, funny, he had great taste in women, and then he made Kinsey happy. So I kind of always wondered about Hale, because we didn't get a whole lot of information on his backstory. I kind of wondered what era he was supposed to be born in. I almost wonder if he was born maybe in the 1920s or so and was a young man during the 40s, because he kind of seemed to dress a lot from that era, like the 40s and 50s. Because it's obvious how old Dyson is. You know, he's been around for at least a thousand years. I can't remember at what point it's mentioned in the series. He's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. But, uh, and I know Emily mentioned to us during the interview, they have kind of like a rough outline. This is when so-and-so was born. This might have been when so-and-so was born. So yeah, we, but I don't know. I, I tend to think of Faye as so ageless that I'm like, wow, 1940s, that just sounds way too young. So, yeah. but yeah. But for some reason, I always had that impression that Hale was not a particularly old Fay. He does make a reference in Confagion to the Morrigan saying that he was a cop for 50 years. I think it was 30. You're right. He said 30. You know, it's, if that was his first job, it's possible he might only be, you know, 90 years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's the whole, you know, Hale as being a supporter of humans. Or mm-hmm. human, I don't know if it's necessarily human equality, but certainly less less of the divide between fae and humans. So, which of course is generally, you know, that the sort of... The liberals tend to be younger. I was going to say the progressivism <laughs> tends to be associated with, with youth or, or less, that way. Yeah. being less uh, sort of steeped in the traditional way of thinking, I guess would be a way to put it. Right. Well, yeah, he does He does say in The Girl Who Fade With Fire, he says, regarding to his family, we have to modernize, otherwise we're going to be left behind, i.e., you know, this divide between humans and fae, you know, we have to be more accepting. And he's always been like that. This is uh, Image Feeder from Twitter. Uh, obviously, I've been thinking a lot about Hale this week, and I think there's a lot to say, but one thing in particular about his character really stands out for me. So we have our gang of fae and humans who are living in the fae world, but in many ways our gang is sort of on the outside. We have this deposed king who's in hiding, a wolf without a pack, uh, a very conflicted Valkyrie, um, a fae who didn't even know she was fae until recently, and then two humans. And it's circumstances beyond the control of these characters that have made it so they live in this fae world, but in a way that's also outside it. And then... In contrast, you have Hale. Hale has the fey world at his feet. He could be the ultimate insider. Nothing's pushing him to the outside. But instead, Hale chooses to ally himself with the outsiders. And he also makes the ultimate outside choice. He chooses to love a human. In his sort of very quiet, non-dramatic way, what I would call the Hale way, he makes the unexpected choices, and he was truly living the life he chose. Uh, and just a note to KC, if you think you're done with the Lost Girl fandom, no way. We're going to 
deal with Hale's loss. It will have a major impact in the Lost Girl story, and you'll always be part of the Lost Girl story. Casey, you're stuck with us. Well, The Girl Who Fade With Fire is um, uh, is actually one of my favorite episodes on the show. I, I really like the backstory that we get with Hale, for, for Hale in that episode, and I also love the, the, the monster of the week, of course. I think the truth is, is really awesome and cool. But I, I really loved the backstory we got for Hale in season two, because in the first season, you know, he was Dyson's partner. He had some funny, some funny lines, a really good, you know, sort of dry sense of humor. But I like that we got some more information as to who he was as a person in season two. And he, he came across as this real idealist who was going against his family's, as, as Melanie said in her eulogy, sort of going against his family's traditions and privilege and wanting to carve out a different future for the Fae. I always particularly like seeing his family relations, not just his history, but his relationship with his father. And, you know, you wonder what his relationship was like with his mother and if that's where he got his uh, compassion for humans. I get the feeling he got it from her. And I love seeing his relationship with Val, especially how they're like siblings that fight. And <laughs> she takes his voice and Sturgis just goes, give your brother back his voice. Fine. It's like kids. <laughs> Don't take your brother's stuff. <laughs> Don't hit your brother. <laughs> so uh, I love that little moment. Andre 9J9 on Twitter, he he mentioned that he his favorite will always be 217 when Hale stood up to, to his father. So that moment where he, you know, really tells off his father for being so outdated and, and, and mm-hmm. stuck in, in the past. It is a really great moment for Hale. And like I said, I really love that that entire episode. There are plenty of good Hale moments in that episode. The uh like like when he gives Kenzie his non as fascinator. Yes. Oh, he just is so pleased with it, and Kenzie's just not. <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> but, you know, there's that heartbreak, you know, for, for Hale, Kenzie, shippers, there's that heartbreaking kind of moment at the end of the episode where he, you know, he's brought Kenzie back home, he and Kenzie have come back home, and he gives Kenzie the, the emeralds and the fascinator, and she's showing it to Nate, and Hale walks out of the clubhouse and you he looks back and he looks at her and he just, oh, it just breaks my heart because he loves her. He wants to be with her, but mm. she's got a boyfriend. <sighs> Nothing against Nate, but my heart is with Hale in that moment. Well, I think people are reminded of that and how much she's always cared for Kenzie when he says it to her at the end of season three, when he gives her the twig of Zamora, you have never been just a friend. And to me, that kind of really hit me with that line. I was like, oh my god, he's been carrying a torch this whole time. I got so, like, excited when I heard that, because the relationship, you know, kind of became more real. You know, even if Kenzie had been disappointed in Hale or kind of pissed at him for a bit that season, um, you could see she was quite shocked. But I just, I love that moment. Because I was like, yay, Hale! You know, he'll still step up and protect his girl when, you know... When the stuff hits the fan. So Lydia, who is MPLeet67 on Twitter, she wrote in and she mentioned, uh, what the character Hale represented for me was the loyalty and friendship we all want to have from those around us. Hale's secret feelings for Kenzie was like that first love everyone experienced. Shy, unsure of the whole thing, but never once did he question human versus fae kind of love. 
Bo, Dyson, Lauren, whatever the matchup, could take a lesson from the quiet but observant siren. Let's face it, we all saw this matchup coming. Just wish they had a chance. As for KC, the couple times I had the privilege to see him, I could see that shy, quiet hail in him. His grandma watches the show, you know. I know we will see KC in the future. No matter what character he will play, Hale's sweetness and loyalty will be there in my recollection. Thank you, KC, for giving us Hale. We love KC Collins. That made me a little teary. Oh my god, stop it, people. No, don't stop no, it. No, these are beautiful. Thank you so much for sending these in, Never the people stop. who wrote. <laughs> Never stop. Oh. Yes, MP, MP Leaf just tweeted us, uh, there wasn't much interaction between Hale and Bo, but I believe Bo's choices gave Hale encouragement to change, too. I really wish we had seen more from Hale and Bo. You know, they always got along fine, but he was kind of, you know, he was Dyson's friend or Kenzie's boyfriend, and there never really was a a solid relationship that kind of was built between the two of them. But I was reminded, I rewatched the season two premiere the other day. I love the moment between the two of them in the beginning where Trick kind of gives them another assignment that they have to go. They've been hunting all these underfay and Trick <laughs> gives them something else to do. And they do paper, rock, scissors to decide mm-hmm. who does it. And when Bo loses, she points at him and says, you suck, Siren. And, you know, they have a really nice <laughs> little rapport between the two of them. I wish we had seen more of Bo and Hale. Right, that was when Dyson had run off, mm-hmm. as you yeah. had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. see, inhales the responsible one, <laughs> tracking down yep. the underfay. Of course, then there's also the time that Bo licked his face. Right? Yes, there was the face licking. Awkward, but <laughs> that's. Also- I don't think he was really quite conscious then, though, was he? N- no, he was unconscious. I think they'd kind of yeah knocked. He him was out unconscious. Which episode was that? I'm- An arachnophobia. Oh yeah. But then he did say later, don't to Ken to Kenzie. I think don't tell, don't tell Dyson I kissed Bo. Like he didn't really kiss her. She just put her hmm. mouth really close to you and then sucked his chi. Yeah, I think it was maybe more about the, the, chi, the sucking chi sucking than the kissing. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But Andre also mentioned loving the moment in Arachnophobia where he's trying to blow the spider. Like off of him, which <laughs> I thought Casey played that entire little sequence of the of the spider approaching him really well. I think that's how most people who don't like spiders are. It's like, oh, please don't come near me. Yeah, go that way. Oh, sh- crap, it's coming toward me. <laughs> I tend to hyperventilate. Well, you were mentioning Bo with or Hale with other characters like Bo, you would have liked to have seen um, them more together. And I think with all the different pairings in season four, would have been interesting to see Tamsin and Hale, you know, as, you know, especially geeky, you know, kind of innocent Tamsin and Hale interact more. I think that would have been interesting. Yeah, they never really developed much of a relationship, which kind of makes sense because he was Ash when Tamsin came on the scene. Mm-hmm. But he also, they also, I don't think, ever had any scenes together in, in season four either. Yeah, yeah. It would have been good to have some sort of scene of them as as Dyson's partners, like, sharing notes or something. Sharing mm-hmm. notes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, because they both met as partners, and they could have just said, ah, can you believe he does this or does that, you know, about all the... Boy, he sure does get grumpy when he doesn't eat on time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay, so I'm not a native English speaker, so please excuse my English, but um, my favorite hail moment is pretty much every hail moment with Kenzie. Because Kenzie is my favorite character, and I think whenever they're around each other, like, I just love their banter. I love how they act 
with each other and yeah there's a lot of favorite moments with Kenzie and Hale together kind of so I think one of my favorite moments is when Hale saves Kenzie and he says we are not leaving her he cares so much about her like all the time but that well, that was one moment that really touched me I don't know because everyone kind of always abandons Kenzie in a way so yeah that's my favorite Hale moment so another favorite moment that several people mentioned was when Hale saved Kenzie in Flesh and Blood where he used his siren whistle to heal her wound and and definitely in that episode they'd been sort of hinting at Hale's affection for Kenzie throughout the season but in that episode it was very clear how how much he he cared for Kenzie so I do love Bo wrote in and she says loved Casey as Hale Casey took Hale from comic sidekick to a very believable Ash. The, tra- the transition was be- beautifully fluid, and it was a pleasure to watch. Casey played every aspect of Hale so well that none of them seemed awkward or fake. The deadly siren, the heir son, the loyal partner, the hesitant lover, and the very capable Ash. Casey played them all effortlessly. Hale saved the day at the end of season three, and I remember clapping and thinking, Hale's the man! When Hale blew out Vex's eardrums, I thought, holy Christ, he's going to kill him! Casey <laughs> pitched forward just the right amount to make Hale look like an extremely deadly force. It was perfect in another tribute to Casey's care of Hale. I'll stop here and simply say I'm going to miss Casey and Hale big time. As will we all. Yeah, this was um, one of the little moments that I know a lot of people uh, might bring up is um, in uh, 209 Original Skin, that little moment with Lauren at the end. Oh, He's just guiding her back to the bars like, whoa, easy doc. She goes... I'm not an invalid, Hale. I'm just tired. And uh, it's sweet to see him have so much concern for her. Was but, it, I'm tired, Hale, not elderly. elderly. Yeah, oh, elderly. Yeah. yeah. Again, another relationship I wish we'd gotten to see more of was, was Hale and Lauren. You know, we, we had that sweet moment in Original Skin, and then him being an asshole to, to her in Season 3. I wish we had gotten more of them together in, in Season 4. Some resolution to that no. moment yeah. would have been nice. Yeah. yeah. See, I even though Hale is gone, gone, there is still opportunity for Casey Collins to come back as Hale because we we need to have flashbacks to Trick and or Dyson's past where Hale is around and then Casey Collins can come into guest star on the episode and that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Nobody would complain about that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and this is a fantasy show. Actually, somebody who wrote in, Mary, who wrote in, mentioned something to the ad effect. She says, he is my favorite character, second to Kenzie. I was absolutely devastated when he was killed off. I will miss his brilliant smile, his measured approach to problem solving, and the way he called Kenzie little mama. I really would have loved to have seen him be Ash for a long time. It would have been a- cool to watch that dynamic pa- paired with the rest of the group. Hale, I will miss you. And if you do happen to do a Jedi ghost appearance, well, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> my thoughts exactly. <laughs> Floating in the corner. <laughs> but I, I really loved Hale's sense of humor. Belly Boo 2121, who is Belle on Twitter. She says, comic genius when he says his cousin's tone deaf and will make your ears bleed and death would not become, did not become him. <laughs> um, Hale had a lot of great little moments like that. I also really love in original skin when, when Kenzie asks, how will I know if a dude's inside me? And Hale says, been a while. <laughs> So inappropriate, (laughs) but very funny. (laughs) 
Yes, and also when he was uh, staring at Dyson, being like, I just yeah. want to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> what else was in my beer? <laughs> but that was their, I think, that wasn't that the first sort of hail Kenzie kiss when Dyson was in Kenzie's body and Kiara was in Hale's body? Oh, yep. yeah. And one of them made some comment about, like, it just looks so wrong. Yeah, yeah, Kenzie said that in Dyson's body. Little did you know, Ken's. Little did you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How's it looking now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, but actually, I another one, another hail moment that I really loved was in Fatal Justice when Bo and Lauren are kind of on the outs because of of what Lauren of Lauren sleeping with Bo in Vexed, and Lauren brings you know photos to the police station, and Bo happens to be there, and things are awkward. And Hale's like, "Something, something going on," and they're like, "No, no." He's like, "Okay." <laughs> Hale is all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were mentioning the little Hale moments that make you laugh in four oh one, right when the dance starts, and he's counting one, two, two three. three. Hale, stop counting, <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps going. <laughs> He also looks, yeah, really good when he's dressed to the nines. Yes, he dresses up really nice. Mm -hmm. I always like the little sash effect that he had going on. Yes, in in both The Girl Who Fade With Fire and then Hail Hail and Those Who Wander, he has the sash Mm -hmm. on. I guess maybe that signals he's he's of, you know, the royal clan. Royal clan, yeah, Clan Zamora, but I really like that. And, of course, everybody loves... uh, the the bromance moment between Hale and Dyson in uh, Hale Hale when he gives him what we don't know then is the toy gives Zamora is that what I think it is and you don't know how many gifts and things were done online well it could be an engagement ring right? <laughs> you know was the joke <laughs> the, well the thing is the way that they staged it and I gotta sp- think that they did this on purpose it was very much like Pretty Woman where Richard Gere's character gives oh, yeah yeah you know Julia Roberts character the necklace that's in this big box and he like snaps the lid at her and so that moment was very much like pretty woman so it really did feel like a kind of a romantic moment between hale and dyson it's it's a bromantic comedy it is a bromantic moment uh elizabeth by the way says hale proving that sirens aren't just sexy ladies sitting side saddle on the rock singing indeed (laughs) yes how much do we love that hale is a siren who is male that is just Mm -hmm. fantastic well, even from the beginning, you're like, what? A male siren? And, you know, you just, you realize from the beginning that Lost Girl is kind of turning all of the mythology on its head. So it's Assuming very you knew the mythology. Yeah, assuming you knew <laughs> it. But, yeah. I thought it was kind of sweet at Dragon Con. Somebody asked Casey, you know, how do you feel about playing a siren who's usually female? He's like, oh, it's, you know, it's fine. It's great. I actually, I gotta admit, I didn't know that siren were usually female when I took the role. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of thought there were male siren and female siren, so I didn't really know that until later on. <laughs> then he found it out, and then he was kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> just rolling with it. And I did, as as Mahler Smith pointed out in, in her comment that she said in, I really did love his, his power, his siren power, and... I really loved all of the different things that he could do with it. You know, he, he could use it to heal. He could use it to, you know, we, in, in the first episode, we see him use it to knock Kenzie out, Bo and Kenzie out, both of them. You know, it, it wasn't always, it was used mostly aggressively in season four, but it didn't have to be lethal. And it was, he often used it more 
gently. Yeah, I think it was one of the most versatile of Faye powers that we've seen over the course of the show. Absolutely. It's not just a transformation or uh, telepathy or whatever. Audrey E., who is SmellyCat1304 on Twitter, she sent in a comment with several favorite Hale moments. She says, Hale is just an awesome friend for everybody and also a very sweet man, funny and kind, romantic, and also brave and courageous. I love each Hale moment, but I'm going to say the moment when he saves Kenzie's life during the Garuda story. I also love during the original Skin episode where Kiara is in his body. I love the family reunion, the moments with Kenzie. I've been so surprised and love to see that he actually kicked Vex's ass. <laughs> and in this final scene, when he comes to the rescue of Kenzie and, and fought Massimo with such rage, what a powerful scene. We'll always miss Hale and Casey as an actor on the show. I liked in 411 that when he proposed, he had this long, beautiful speech. And then he said, little mama, you know, and he uses that phrase very specifically to really, um, say say the words you know will you marry me and i just thought that was so sweet because that's like their thing that's his that's what he calls her that's their own special you know thing that they have together so i, I really uh thought that was the very appropriate use of him saying little mama at that time and then the phone rings of course it so ruins like, it dang it I well know. i mean at ultimately the phone ringing hardly ruined it but uh, yeah uh, <sighs> <sighs> yeah I'm pouring more wine, because speaking of that, you know, fight scene between Hale and Massimo, oh my god. Andres. Why do I not have more alcohol here? <laughs> Andres, you're just, you're killing me. <sighs> Kills me to still watch it. But that really was such a a powerful scene to see Hale come in, in Kenzie's defense that way, and just so much emotion when... When he's killed, it's just, oh, it makes me so sad. That look he gives her, and it's it's in slow-mo, right when it slows down, right as before he's... Stabbed. You know. Oh, it, it just... That's all the love that he has for her. That's everything mm -hmm. that he's feeling. And it was so beautifully done by Casey. It just... Oh, so. Incredible acting. Incredible sadness. Thank you, Andrus. No, no, really, no. Wait. <laughs> We don't want to thank you for that part, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the slow motion moment where his ear is bleeding, but he just looks for, like, you know, everything is going to be okay. And mm -hmm. then, no, it is not. No, it is epically not. But it really was a very powerful scene. Clearly, because I think we're all fighting off tears now. Yes. To debatable effect. No, I'm, I'm sure everybody's taking bets who's going to get Massimo the next episode. Who should it be? Of course, if we could all reach through the screen, it'd be all of us. But yes. that would if, really not be fair. reach through the scene, through the screen, Hale would still be alive. Yes. <sighs> he really was such, a, such an interesting character, and I really wish we had gotten to see more of, more of him and more of his story. Especially with the backstory we got in, of him in season two, I just thought Hale was such a such an interesting character. And Rebecca says the fact that the first thing Hale says is "run" after he was stabbed through. Oh. Uh, mm -hmm. So telling about his character, love us too. Me too. Yes, he was just such a good guy. This is Sally. I'm so glad that you're having a wake for Hale because. He deserves it. What a great guy. 
I have a couple of things that I wanted to share that are my favorite things about Hale, the character. And one is that he always seemed like such a nice guy. He always had a smile. He didn't seem to have a lot of hidden agendas or dark purposes. And that was refreshing because there are lots of secrets on Lost Girl, and people are nice, but they also have a lot kind of going on under the surface. So he always just was pleasant and seemed like he was having a great time in his own life most of the time. I also appreciated, during his brief stint as acting Ash, his idealism and his desire to reform the way that the Fae government and society worked. And even though it wasn't successful immediately, I think if he had continued as Ash, he might have been able to make some real changes. He also had a couple periods where maybe he seemed like he wasn't maybe the nicest guy in the world when he's Ash, responding to the pressures of his office, but I think that he showed that people are not irredeemable, and he bounced back from that and returned to his pleasant ways. And then about the actor, Casey Collins, I really appreciated his portrayal of Hale. I know probably a lot of people are going to have a lot to say about his abs because they're so glorious, so I'll try to keep my comments brief about Hale's abs, Casey Collins' abs, but um, it just takes a lot of discipline and effort to get your body to look like that, so mad props and appreciation for the effort that Casey Collins put in and also to the awesome spirit that he brought to the character. I'm really going to miss the character and miss him being on the show. So Mrs. Morgan, who is underscore BR Morgan on Twitter, she sent us a, a tweet that said, Something that she loves about Hale is his flirty moves with Kenzie since day one. Even if she's human, he really had a thing for her. Hale will be missed. And that actually reminds me of a moment in Death Members Only when they have, you know, snuck into the the administrative office at the country club and they're hiding behind the desk from who they think is, I think, is a guard. And the way that the scene is shot, you just see their hands on the top of the desk and you, you know, you see Hale trying to, you know, comforting Kenzie and the hands kind of sneak forward to each other. And then Kenzie's like, Hey, Hey, <laughs> it's very, very funny. And I really like the way that that, that scene is, is shot. But then I also really like the real buddy, buddy friendship that he and Kenzie developed in, in season one. Cause the following episode in Bloodlines, we see them talking when, you know, all hell is breaking loose and he's being sent to go gather up some elders and she tells him to take care of himself. And then they do that, you know, handshake. That very, very complicated yeah. handshake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's like something she's taught him, you know, and, and which they kind of do a, a version of um, in the the previous in um, the other episode I mentioned at the end of season one. It's when they were betting on how long is it going to be before. Dyson and Bo break up again. They, that's another point where they do a kind of handshake thing. It's not as intricate as the end of, um, or I think, yeah, it's not as intricate as it is later in the episode, but it's quite funny. I'd forgotten that. They do do a, a handshake then, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. But it's not as intricate as the one in uh, Bloodlines, but um, 
Yeah, it's it's again Kenzie's uh, street cred uh, rubbing off on him. So sidekick solidarity, sidekick yeah. solidarity. I did love the sidekick solidarity between the two of them. They had a conversation about that though at one point, didn't they? About the sidekick. Yes, but yeah, I do really like the the sidekick solidarity conversation that he has with with Kenzie, and I also love in in the first season in Arachnophobia where Dyson and Hale catch her running a scam as the shaman. And, and and she's like, and that is why I will cut you in at ten percent <laughs> on your way. <laughs> so then, Melanie Ann Shields, who is M two nine Shields two on Twitter, she wrote in and said that one of her fa- favorite Hale moments is when Hale finally told Kenzie how he felt about her, and I think she's probably talking about in, at the end of season three, which you mentioned, Annie, where he says. You know, I am not your friend. I have never been your friend. Just a friend. And I think that, like like you said, it was just like a really kind of surprising, powerful moment between the two of them. Well, and the fact that he would give her the twig of Zamora, which is something that is so powerful. It's a family heirloom, been passed down. It's given to Hale, you know, from his father. And that he'll give it up for the woman he loves because he loves her that much. He knows that humans have been declared terrorists and that all hell is breaking loose so that he's going to give her the one thing that he can, you know, he's, he's not concerned for his own safety. So that is really sweet. But I must say, I also really love the scene in sleeping beauty school where he tells her that he likes her again, but they, they don't actually end up sort of doing anything because of the spell that the other Faye had put on him. But I do really like him pacing back and forth in the living room <laughs> practicing his speech. You know, I'm a woman. Flowers. You're a man. Wait. <laughs> I'm a man. You're a woman. <laughs> and then just knocking everything over on the t- on the table and <laughs> making out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenzie wrapping one. her her legs around her legs. his waist. God, I love you in purple. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what we were all thinking, because I think we mentioned it on the podcast that week, and that was one of the things that struck me when I first saw him. I'm like, oh my god, he looks good. He looks good. He, he went home and cleaned up. He looks good he came- in the purple. <gasps> yes, yes. But I just think that had to be... It's one of those scenes you wonder if it was really fun for them to film, or also really uncomfortable, because they're on a table and rolling around right. trying not to fall off, but they're probably laughing their butts up, you know... Ksenia and Casey are probably laughing at the same time, too. So it, uh, That actually reminds me of a, a moment at, at Dragon Con in one of the panels. I, I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> Chris mentioned how great it was to work with Ksenia, and Casey said, really? Really? You like that? She's like, yeah. You know, she's like, well, don't get me wrong. Ksenia's great. She's a great actress, but this is what it's like working with her. And I think it was Paul that got up with, with, with Casey. Casey is big. He grabbed Paul, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Casey was big on demonstrations at Dragon Con. Visual aids. He pulled, you know, Paul Amos on his feet and got to where it looked like they were about to kiss, you know, and then started scooting him, scooting Paul back behind (laughs) because apparently Ksenia is always trying to find her light. In the scene, <laughs> so, I haven't heard the so, story. So Casey felt like he was always getting moved around by Cassandra so that she would have the best light, the perfect light. <laughs> but that's a, such a funny thing because we always say there's such good lighting in Lost Girl, but apparently not for Cassandra. If Cassandra's trying to find the right, light. 
That's hilarious. Well, actor, you know, that's something, you know, we think of the of acting as really being about the emotions, but there's also that technical side where they have to find their lighting and, and things like that. The but mark I, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I love that idea of Cassandra just sort of shifting Casey aside <laughs> so she'd get her good light. It was it was something to see. Yes. You're you're really yeah, I know we gotta do the scene, but you're really tall. You're blocking. <laughs> It was like a slow, tiny dance. Yes, it's like, <laughs> really, we just need to move to the left. <laughs> but I just, I really loved the rapport between Ksenia and Casey. They were just, had such sort of a, a, a natural ease between the two of them, and, and which is why I think their, their friendship and eventual romantic pairing worked so well. But then I also really loved the scenes that we got between between Hale and Dyson. I thought... Casey and Chris also had a really lovely dynamic. And I, I really loved the moment between them in Sleeping Beauty School this season where Dyson tells Hale, you know, go tell Kenzie how you feel. You know, you have a shot here. Go do mm-hmm. it. And they hug each other and and Hale walks off. I just, I really liked the friendship between the two of them. Yeah. And I like that moment for Dyson because, you know, I feel bad for him because he right now he's unsure of his shot with bow if she'll reciprocate his feelings but he'll still encourage his very long time buddy and partner you know don't don't waste time you know because you don't know what's going to happen so and now that you finally admitted it to us to yourself it's like no 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 it's not like this i'm the ash no my pants are too tight no this stop making excuses (laughs) i love that a lot your pants are too tight whatever just go and get her Here's another tweet. Uh, Elizabeth says, I like Hale when he's caught between loyalties, between Lachlan and Trick, being Ash slash being a pal, family slash future. That was a, a common, that was sort of a recurring theme for him, you know, where he was feeling, because he's a very loyal person, but he did often feel like he was caught between different loyalties to people. He's kind of like Gladys with him on Bomb Girls. <laughs> Think about it for a second. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I can see it. High society versus humans. Uh-huh. This is so hilarious. Somebody must write a bomb girl slash lost girl crossover with Gladys with him spying with the CIA for Hale as Ash or something like that. That would be awesome. <laughs> You're assuming somebody hasn't already done it. That would be awesome. <laughs> Hale was totally around during World War II. He totally exactly. was. Exactly. He was maybe a cop in Toronto. And, exactly. And, you know, um, she, Gladys with him could totally, you know, hook up with the Santiago clan. clan and, yep. Bomb Girls writers, you're totally not listening to this, but you need to do a Hale, you know, like a Lost Girl Bomb Girls crossover in one of the movies. You need to have Casey <laughs> Collins on. Because he's super sweet and handsome and talented, so why wouldn't you have Casey Collins on? Come on. Exactly. I mean, we've already had Bomb Girls come to Lost Girls, so Lost Girl needs to go to Bomb Girls. Yes. Did you want to say something, Chris? I feel like I've cut you off a couple of times. I don't know. I'm just so sad. You're just so <laughs> sad. I know. I've I've seriously been very sad about this for like for a week now, over a week. It just really saddens me. Yeah, and I've I've made the I don't know if it's like it's it's hard because I'm so torn between I really want to watch the great acting again between what am I a masochist and I've watched the end of four eleven a couple of times and still get really emotional and I'm like 
oh, I must stop doing that. But, uh, so, and that, and, you know, because we had this two week break, so we're just waiting for, you know, next week to see what happens. But yeah, it's been really, it's, I think it's really a tribute to the show and to the actors and the entire cast and crew and the product they create that we can be this affected by the death of a fictional character. Because I think that's still rare. You know, you have so many shows and so many, uh, so many different types of shows and so many things that don't make it on the air. And this has lasted four years and two. You know, my logical mind can understand their reasons of story and this and that, why they would kill off a character, but your emotional mind is still like, Bleh. so, um, for, you know, I know, I have no shame of ever saying, oh, I'm feeling sad over the death of a fictional character. Because um, it just means it was done well, and that's a real tribute to Lost Girl. Well, and it you know, and it also means that that character has really touched you on some level, and that's that doesn't happen with just every character in every movie or every TV show. There are plenty of characters who have either been written off or been killed, and yeah, it's sad in the moment. But I, I just feel like this really deep sadness for Hale that I, you know, it's not, doesn't happen every, every day. So I think that's really a testament to, to Casey Collins and to the way that Hale was written. Hi, my name is Sophie. Um, and I loved Hale because he loved Kenzie and anyone who looks out for my girls good in my book. But for me, it was really always about Casey. Casey's spirit is so warm and exuberant and I've always felt his energy permeate his characters. He radiates joy and passion and an easy earnestness that is so rewarding to see. I wish him love, luck, and all the best in his future endeavors. Thanks. I guess the, the comment that I wanted to close on is a comment that Dark Rat left on our website, which I thought was a really lovely way to sort of end the episode. And she said, I agree with so much of what is written above. Casey Collins brought humanity to his fey character, and I will miss the shy, loyal Hale, who I feel was the best male character on Lost Girl. Both Casey and Hale were underutilized, and I wish we could have had at least one more episode with the gang all together before he left. Best of luck to Casey and all his future endeavors. And I think that that's a sentiment that we all share. We wish we could have seen more of Hale. We wish we could have seen the gang all back together. And we really do wish Casey best of luck, and we feel very privileged and and just you know thankful that he was on lost girl thank you to everybody who contributed to this episode whether you left a comment or sent a voice message or you tweeted at us we really appreciate everybody contributing to putting this together to show our appreciation for both hale and for casey if you didn't get a chance to respond before we recorded this episode, we'd still love to hear what you have to say about Hale and Casey. You can go and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode over at drinksatthedoll.com slash 41. But again, we just want to say one last time, we are so going to miss Hale and so going mm-hmm. to miss Casey. And just thank you to, to Casey and, and to the writers for Hale and everything that he brought to the show. We're really going to miss him. Yes, thank you, Casey Collins. Thank you, Casey Collins. Thank you, dear sweet Casey Collins. Mm